Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hop Show! Brought to you by Hopped LA. My name is Javi. I'm your host. You will find me on Instagram at Javi Brews. And today, folks, we bring you part two of my interview with Rob Scott, formerly of State Brewing. Uh, before we get to the show, uh, I just want to talk to you guys a little bit about, you know, uh, what we can do, what you can do uh, to help local businesses during one of the craziest times we've had as a as a species. This is a, this is a crazy time. Um, a lot of bars and breweries, as most of you know, are completely closed. A lot of them are open to go only, or they uh, offer some sort of delivery service now. And uh, I implore each of you, if you have the financial means, if you're able to sort of pay for this small luxury, uh, please, folks, support your local brewers. Uh, they're still working hard to keep those, keep that beer flowing. Even if you can't have it at the, at the tap room, at least you can order it, have it delivered to your doorstep. So please, folks, uh, wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Stay the F home if you can help it. And if you're going to have beer, if you can afford to have that luxury, please support your local independent brewers. And one of them happens to be our sponsors at El Segundo Brewing Company. Now, folks, uh, they have closed because of the coronavirus. So uh, what they're doing right now is they're, uh, you can order online uh, through their website and go pick up the beers over at the Slice and Pint, which is now open, I believe, Wednesday through Sunday. Uh, so if you ordered beer, you know, today, which is, I think, uh, this should drop in the next few days. So Tuesday, uh, you're going to have to wait till Wednesday to pick it up. Um, but they have some really, really great Crowler specials right now. I'm looking at it through their Instagram, uh, at ESBC Brews. Uh, they have the Straight West Coast Collection, and they think they have the Heavy Dose of Malt. Each has uh, fantastic beers. It's always, it's also good dose, so you know the beers are quality. So just uh, check their website. Go to their Instagram, and it should have more information on all the things you can buy uh, through the site. Okay, so now that we got that out of the way, uh, I know it's tough out there, so try to sit back, relax, and enjoy part two of my interview with Rob Scott. Again, I want to say thank you to the Fourth Horseman uh, for hosting us there. I'm hoping to come back very soon, hopefully once all of this uh, blows over. And... Uh, Thank you all for listening. Uh, make sure to check us out on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you download your favorite podcast. Make sure, if you can, uh, go there and give us a five-star review. I would really appreciate it. It helps us with our numbers. Uh, so tell your friends. And uh, all right, enough about enough of me blabbing my mouth. You guys sit back, relax, and enjoy the interview. Cheers. Um, so the brewer before there, uh, there was just there was just beers in the fermenters. There was beers in the bright tanks. There was dirty kegs. There's all kind of stuff. So it was kind of like damage control, right? Like, so like all right, what's so when, good, what's not? Yeah. So when Robert got there, he tackled all the fermenters and did all that stuff and recleaned everything, checked every gasket, threw did you away. Did dump anything? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot, okay. but it was. It, it needed to be dumped. It yeah, was, yeah. There was no salvage. There was yeah. no salvageable beer there right. at all. That's so, what happens. So he worked on all the fermenters and re, you know, rebuilt those basically new gaskets, new everything. And then I came in and I rebuilt all the bright tanks. And uh, and then we finally got to start making beer after that. Uh, and mind you, the people that are listening that didn't know this, um, but there was no taproom at the time. So the only beer they were selling was through their own distribution, self-distribution, like and then you were able to come to the brewery through the roll-up and get uh, growlers to go. That was how it was when I started there. Was that was that set up when I went to one? Of, I think it was your first anniversary where you had like that little window where people can buy like to get like the little separate bar. Is that kind of how it worked, or you walk straight? No, that in? was before that. So what you what you're talking about is. We had a separate uh, bar there. So we had kegs on tap yeah, right yeah. there. But we had had uh, growlers at the time okay. for sale and stuff like that. And you could buy stuff to go. But when I got there, like 
there was no tap room, so people knew about state and like people in the area, like local guys, would just come up with their crowler or their growler, last growler, up. and then we'd fill them up, and then we'd charge them, and then they go. Um, and that's how it was when I started. And so Blake, I don't know. I mean, I never had like a complete sit down with Blake to see like what his plan business wise was in the beginning. Now Blake is who? Uh, he's the owner. Okay. Um, and so I didn't know. Just this is just me logically thinking. I was yeah. like, okay, I think what he was doing in the beginning was just like self-distro. People could come, grab growlers that they wanted to, and that's kind of how it was going to be. And then possibly some sort of uh, contract brewing, which is what I thought it looked like to me. And then, I mean, that's how we, we went into it thinking. Um, and then I think Robert kind of hinted, and then that's when Jimmy Smith came on board too. Uh, kind of hinted. Jimmy, nature boy. Yeah. Kind of hinted, so hey, you should probably have a tasting room. Like, you want people to, to try this beer that we're about to do and give them a place, you know, safe space to, to drink this beer and enjoy it and, and give them like a nice, you know, um, accommodating area to enjoy it as opposed to going to whatever accounts you had at the time. I don't even remember how many we had, they had at the time. It, it couldn't have been that many because mm. there was not that many kegs when we got there so yeah. I would figure like the production wasn't too big and they only had four fermenters at the time how big how many uh, 120 and 310s oh okay that's it um, and then yeah that's how it started and so like after revamping all the tanks uh, cleaning all the kegs and, and uh, just kind of setting a game plan we started production or not production but just like construction on the tap room uh, which was uh, it used to be the storage for everything. So all the grain and everything and like the break room was all in the unit next to us. Right. The brewery house, uh, the brew house was on the right side. So it started going. Um, I think it was about a year in, like I start, I was helping lay concrete, Stefan was, Robert was, we were all there like kind of just helping and trying to figure out what the vision was supposed to yeah. be. Even though there was no vision in, to begin with. It was there was no like idea of what it was supposed to be. So was it was it just Blake? Were there other investors involved? Was it only Blake? No, it's only Blake. <sighs> okay. Only Blake. But, and, but you like yeah, there was no like direction like this is what our mission is. You just kind of said these kind of said make some beer and we'll figure it out. No, yeah, it was it was and I and I've told this to to all the guys before like it's right. it's it's super crazy, like opening a brewery backwards basically like you don't open a brewery and then open a tap room <laughs> you kind of open both of them at the same time right, usually but that wasn't it, it kind of was just something I, I really don't even know how to explain it it was just yeah it totally needed to happen and i'm glad that it did because we had a lot of great times we had a lot of good beers go through there and a lot of great customers that came through there and just being a part of it from the beginning and seeing that maybe what Blake wasn't envisioning ended up happening, and then I think he was happy with the outcome. Obviously, not the the final thing, right, but right. Um, but how you know responsive the community was in Gardena, not knowing that we were even there. We had customers come in like constantly, and be like, "Fuck, where, where, where have you guys I'm been?" I'm down the street. Like, what? <laughs> I didn't know you guys were here. You know, um, and this was right up in where, like, you know, and social media. Right. Social media was fucking right, right. right about that time was when it was really blowing, like everything was blowing up. Um, and so like our social media presence was whatever in the beginning and then it's, it got even better. Nate Moretz fucking killed it for us in that front and like gained us 10,000 followers in, I don't know, six months or something, like eight Insane. months. Insane, super, super fast. What a little bit of work will yeah. do, it goes yeah. a long way. He was good at what he, he, was good at what he did. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, just being there from the beginning and helping lay the concrete and kind of just putting it my, you know, two cents, and we're like, oh, that would look cool, or this would look Designs cool. We kind of all, cool. we kind of all had our own input, and which always led to arguments all the time because everyone wanted a little piece of like, of, of what it was going to be. Yeah. Um, and I was, I tried to always just like just observe and just see what it was going to end up being, and it ended up being great, man. And we had a lot of people that worked for us that were great. I love the tap room. Uh, events. It was awesome. Yeah, the space was good. I mean, Gardena is not the most. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was gonna ask about that. Is that the most welcoming, welcoming, welcoming area? Gardena is a weird. I felt like it was a weird spot. Yeah, a little it, bit. and you're right is. next to a dispensary, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. You believe so? Come on. Come on. I don't smoke like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't pay for weed. I was, what? So, <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited when I think. Yeah, the first time I went, I was like, "There's a dispensary next door." I'm like, "Shit." <laughs> no, I no, mean, wait, was that you guys? Yeah, it is. Yeah. 
right? Yeah, we're close by one. Yeah. yeah. But no, like, um, it's just, I don't I think, I think, like, just purchased it for the value of it. How, right. how, how you know, how uh, inexpensive it was at the time. And then the landlord started raising the rent on them, too, which, which is yeah, really crazy. Sucks. Um, but you guys were like, I mean, by that point, you guys were making strides. I mean, you guys yeah. were expanding more, we got selling a, more. We got a beer paper LA before the tap room was even open. Yeah. That's how much of an impact Rob's beers were making at the time, uh, right around that haze craze area was, was when it was happening. And ours were so ours were so distinct compared to a lot of other people's. Um, to where you knew you were having one of ours and not somebody else's, even if you like blind tasted it. Yeah. I think it was just... The, the chemistry of the water that Robert was doing with it and um, uh, the malt we were using was um, somewhat different than I've seen in other people. Um, and people the brands or just like the malt itself? Uh, no, just uh, just the types of malt. And I mean, I've seen a lot of uh, different variations of the, uh, of making a hazy IPA that's not the way we did it. I was like, oh fuck, I never thought of that. <laughs> that's actually kind of cool. <laughs> I've seen like Evan do it with like Pilsner malt, and I'm like, right. oh shit! Like I would have never thought that, but that's actually really good. And his beers are really great. Like when it comes to those, uh, those types of beers, hazy IPAs, and like all different types of like malt bills for it. Yeah, super cool. And we always had this nice base, and we would just build on that. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, Robert really like set a standard uh, in the beginning when the tap room opened, and 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 people really responded to it, and. Uh, we had like really high rated hazy IPAs yeah. and that really you know fast forward to laid the foundation for me to make my own you know cuts on what malt I'm like oh I should take a little bit of that out and, and replace it with like stuff like Pilsner or whatever yeah. um, and then just do fun crazy you know um, pilot beers and stuff like that we had a pilot system too and then we ended up getting 430 fermenters you know, within the span of a year. Yeah, I remember um, like walking back there like the first day to like the one of the one year anniversary. I was like, oh my god, like it got huge. Yeah, like, we expanded pretty quickly. Oof. It was it was two thirty barrels within the first within the first year, and then like after that it was another two thirties, and then we had yeah. the we had the pilots in between, and then we got a lot we got to do like some really fun stuff on those that really ended up being bigger bigger yeah. um, beers in the in the 10 barrels and in the 30s if it worked and um then yeah and then uh, we cut to about 2018 end of 2018 or towards that is when robert um robert left and then i took over at 2018. Mm-hmm. so if you want to if we want to start it out yeah can. let's do it um Cheers, by the way. Oh, yeah. uh, this beer, uh, this is, what is it? Ambitious? Ambitious Hills, yeah. Good guy, Eddie. Good. They good just, they good just, call. This they, is just can, they just canned it, too. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So John, I'm coming over there tomorrow. Oh, no, yeah. you're closed tomorrow. Wednesday, sorry. He'll be there. He'll <laughs> be there. He'll show up tomorrow anyway. Uh, okay, so 2018. Bam. You're now head brewer. Yeah, so. Um, Was that daunting for you at all? You were like, this already I was more nervous than when I brewed that first beer. Because <laughs> <laughs> now it's more, all on you. Now way, it's... way more nervous. Um, I just, uh, I like I said, all of this happened so fast, like in my career, so fast that I, I myself, it was like, nah, I'm not ready to do something like that right. in my head before it even happened. I was like, nah, I need to learn more stuff. Like I wanted to, uh, I wanted to, to study to be like a certified cicerone, like the next step because I got the the regular one, yeah. you know, you, regular one you get. And I wanted Being to get certified the, beer server. Yeah, certified beer for, server is the one I had, and I wanted to get the next one. That was my next step of what I was gonna do, and then it just happened that way. And then I was like, oh shit! I was like, okay, well, uh, there's not much I can do other than just like focus and uh, not be that scared, <laughs> and just um, yeah, just tuck, you know, what Robert taught me, and and like I said, ha- having that blank canvas to work with, and. And at this time, at State, like I had thrown a couple of recipes here and there also. Um, way more than I did at Kinetic. I only did like maybe two or three, maybe at Kinetic, that I can think of. I yeah. think it's only like two. But at State, I had way more. And also I was messing around with the pilot systems too. So I was doing a lot of like the one-off pilot system batches. So I was kind of building up um, recipe development sort of yeah. at the time. And then I, did, I got to do a couple of big ones, if they were good out of the pilot. Um, but also, yeah, just backing up Robert all the time. I just, I, I was like, okay, 
I, I have to figure this out because there's no plan B. There's no other brewer that they're either looking for or that want or, or is trying to come here. Like it had to be me. It's that necessity. So, like, yeah. You have yeah. To do it. So it was like a. It was like a. All right. Put your boots on. You know. Read more. Do some Let's research. Get to fucking work. Get to fucking <laughs> exactly. And so. Um, yeah. So after that day, um, it was me and Stefan at that time. After that. And then uh, we took the next day off. I was like, let's take the next day off. We'll get it cranking on, I think it was a Thursday or something. We took Wednesday off. I was like, all right, I'll come back Thursday. We'll get working on the next beer, which was supposed to get brewed. And, um, and we'll just do Let's just do it. Let's yeah. do it. And we went for it. And um, yeah, everything was good. <laughs> um, and then we started. And, and, no, no, and then, yeah, but, but also like. Yeah, we started canning, which was something that we'd never done. Right. And I always thought, I always in my head, I always thought that Robert was going to head that and be like, all right, this is the beers we're going to can, da, 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 da. And I was like, all right, I'm going to back you up. Cool. I'll do this. I'll be working this part. Stefan will be working this part. And then, like, that's how it was going to go. And then it didn't end up being that. And I was like, no, we're going to start canning, and you're going <laughs> to make sure these beers are out on time. Ooh. And these beers are good. There are no off flavors, none of this, none of that. I'm like, okay, shit. <laughs> and then my responsibilities went from like, all right, it was already high, and now it's like high, and now it's higher. Yeah. Because now everything is on a schedule, which, which I can say at state, like we were very relaxed on a lot of the beers we were doing. Kind of the beers were just like, oh, they're out when they're out. We, you know, diacetyl test them. We do all that kind of stuff, but it, we were never like, we weren't a production at the time. We were just we were making beer, and we made it. We made enough for it to work for the tap room. And Distro, I think, was the only thing that was lacking. And the only beer they were lacking was the Hellas Lager. And so after I took over, we ended up bumping production on that. Uh, but other than that, everything else was, was smooth. And then now that the cans came into place, it was like, all right, now I really have to um, to not only... And, and uh, I started counting yeast cells, too. We never did that. So I started doing that to really know, okay, what what type of healthy or unhealthy yeast am I throwing at this beer? Mm-hmm. And do I need to have a plan B if this doesn't work? Or do, you need, or do I need to order something? Or, or right. do I need to up my sugar? Or do, like, I was thinking about all those variables like, all the time. Like, does consistent, you mean? Like, cause yes. when you can something, yeah, sometimes if it's bad, like, it'll taste shitty out of the can. No, for sure, yeah. If, if, you, if you're rushing a can, yeah, if you're rushing a can, it can happen. And I've done it. If it's happened to a beer that we did. Um, I had to dump... A shit ton of cans because uh, I rushed it, and thinking that the yeast strain I was working with wasn't going to do what it did, and it did, and so I ended up having to dump it. Which I mean, anybody that dumps beer that has to because of quality, my hats off to you because you have to do that. If you put out beer knowing you have something wrong with it, no, like full on knowing you have something wrong with it's it. It's a shame. Uh, then... No, you can't. You can't do that. Right. You can't. No matter what it costs you. You got to be able to, well, for one, you got to work for a company that can back you up when something wrong like that happens. Because it can happen no matter how, how cleanly you are and how, how, you know, attention to detail you are. Accidents happen. Shit. Bacteria is so microscopic that shit can fuck up your beer in the Any smallest amount. Mm-hmm. So dumping it because you know it's not good and you know maybe the, the general public won't notice something. But if, if, you're, if your peers notice something and you, you put that beer out knowingly that it's bad, that, that should reflect on you more. And you right. should care about the customers for sure. Yes. But I care more. Like, if my buddies are my talking colleagues, to me, yeah. Yeah, and they're like, dude, that Why beer wasn't beer good. Out, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I, fe- no, I felt horrible about it because I, I, I didn't catch it when it was there. Right. So um, it led me to be more um, adamant at checking yeast. And um, and recognizing, you know, when a beer has, if it has stalled or something is tasting off or something, to have a plan B. So, um, are you familiar with krausening? No. So, if you say if you have a beer, it's like an IPA, right? And you t- you toss some uh, some yeast into it, and it ferments, but also you get that diacetyl buttery taste, and it's not going away. There's a possibility that if you're throwing fresh you know, neutral yeast into it, that yeast will go after that off flavor like it normally really? would. Yeah, like it normally would if, it, if the yeast was healthy in the beginning. Right. Sometimes you don't have that option. 
but you can also have another beer working over here, fermenting away on a fresh yeast. Maybe it's a pale ale or something. And then you take that yeast from there, throw that into another beer oh. that has that off flavor. There's a potential for that yeast to absorb that, and then your off flavor is gone. I've done it multiple times. Really? <laughs> yes. It's only worked a couple of times. It, just it, depends, it depends on when you do it. Right. Um, and it, the amount that you have, too. That's really crazy. Um, but yeah, so that's something I learned in like uh, the yeah. reading and the research I've done on it. Um, because at State, we did so many different yeast strains. Um, that, that possibility for fermentation to not be as um, prominent was always there. Unless it was uh, our, AL, our USO5 or London L3. But if mm-hmm. there's anything else... If it wasn't, you know, fermenting the way it should, I keep doing that. Um, <laughs> then yeah, that's I always had that as my plan B. It I would do, I would have a pale ale on the side, fermenting away, and I yeah. would, if I needed to, I could take that and then throw that to somewhere else, and that could help um, help eat those off flavors and stuff. So I've had to do that multiple times um, with beers that just ended up stalling out yeah. because, because of because of whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But it worked most of the time. But so you're um, so you're counting at this point. Your responsibilities are at all-time high. Is this when you kind of start to see signs of like the wheels falling off? Like when did when did that start happening? One of them did. <laughs> I think one. <laughs> I think one of my wheels fell off. Uh, yeah, I just it, dude. It was. I'm not gonna lie. It was. It was a lot of stress. It was a lot of stress, and not only like my mentor's gone, so the guy that taught me everything is now gone, and now I have I have no one to feed off of. Um, knowledge-wise to to be like, oh, is this a good idea? I kind of have to either talk to like other brewers that I know um, uh, or my or just do my own research and be like, okay, this, all right, I feel like this is the right thing I need to do for this beer if it's not working this way or whatever. Um, that was the toughest part is not having someone to bounce ideas off of. Yeah. Because Stefan at the time didn't really have um, as much not or as much knowledge as me. So like I would need somebody to have that knowledge to be like, he'd be like, oh, that wouldn't be a good idea. And then I'd be like, oh, you're right. I'm probably just thinking, you know, crazy. Um, yeah, it, the stress was there for sure, for sure. Um, and I think it showed, it showed for sure. I remember someone telling me, this was like maybe a year in, uh, a year, uh, sorry, not a year in, but like a year and a half after someone, Someone came up to me at an event and was like, dude, you look good. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, shit. I, all right. So I was super strung out like yeah. before that because of just having to make sure. Like I, I was just like so um, – I think I was more hard on myself and really like wanting to be a perfectionist and like, all right, these cans, look, this art looks great. The shit inside it needs to be amazing, better than the art on the outside. Um, and so I kind of beat myself up um, that way for a while right until like I had friends come up to me and be like dude you need to like it was like you need to take a break kind of thing yeah they were like bro we're worried about like you're yeah. too into it but also like there was no I had no relief like I had yeah. nobody that could brew the beer I was the only one that could do it so there was no break for me but my break was like just getting back to the books reading working out more again um, spending time with family which I wasn't doing like that whole year and a half, I just I was Constant. at work, at work, 100%, 100%. And um, so, yes, the wheel, one of the wheels <laughs> fell off, but I feel like I put the wheel back on. Right. Uh, and then now having, you know, a couple of weeks chilling and just reflecting and, and reading again and playing guitar again, even though I'm not going to be in Battle of Bands this year and I'm pissed. Dude, I, <laughs> I, was, I wasn't in it last year and I'm trying, I'm already like, hey. What's going on? I want to play. Yeah, I, I told I told some of the guys at, uh, at Mohawk the IPA festival. I was like, hey, if you guys need a guitar player, let me know. <laughs> I've been I've been playing like getting ready for it. Yeah. And all my buddies were like, we we knew what band we were gonna do, what songs and everything, and then and then we ended up closing. And I was like, oh shit. See, I didn't know you were a musician. What kind of music do you play? Um, I re- I love blues. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I started doing yeah. uh, when I played. My first roommate was the guy that t- taught me how to play guitar. That's awesome. Uh, he was a great guitar player, man. And he gave me my first acoustic, actually, which I still have. It's at my mom's house. What is it? Uh, I don't even know what the <laughs> what the thing is. It's gr- it's a good guitar. That's the way to learn from. It's not like uh, it's not like a Walmart guitar or whatever. Like, it's good. I just don't know what the brand of it is. Yeah. Um, but he, that was the first guitar he gave me. And then uh, he taught me how to play guitar. He was huge into Alice in Chains, so I, li- I love Alice in uh, Chains. Oh, cool. Um, 
and then he got uh, addicted to methamphetamines As while he was do. while he was listening to me. And so Lane Staley probably did the same thing, I'm sure. And uh, yeah, and, he, and then uh, he ended up going to rehab. He's fine now. He's yeah, he's got good. a kid now. He's doing good. 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 Shout good out to him. Desmond. Yeah, <laughs> he's not Shout listening. He's Desmond. not listening to this at now, all. <laughs> okay, so here's here's the thing though, like, because I mean, I would see you at events all the time. Yeah, it'd be the same thing. You'd be like, man, like, it's just me. You know, you had a buddy that was, I think someone was helping you by that point, right? Uh, it, was, it was Stefan for yeah. the most part. And then Jared came in for the last, right. like, six months. Jared so, was there. From three weavers. Here, here's my next question, if it's not too pro. Did you, so when did you start kind of seeing, hmm, should I be concerned? Like, when did you start thinking, because, like, I mean, if to, to, to the rest of us, like, to us on the outside, like, this whole state closing was out of fucking nowhere. But was there any signs that you saw prior to, like, that abrupt that you were like, hmm, should I start working on my resume? You know what? I mean, kind of, yeah. But it wasn't, it was maybe four months ago. Damn, that recent? Yeah. Four months? Yeah, it was maybe four months ago that I kind of felt that way. Can you talk about but, the moment you saw but it? But I, uh, I can't remember. I think I just was in the tap room. I think I was done working, and I was just in there, and it was like a Friday or something, and it was just dead. And I was like, okay, well, I've, I've been to tap rooms that are dead. I've been, you know, I've been doing that. But, like, being on the production side and how much beer we were making, how much wasn't going out. Yeah. And, and then also the time of the year that it was. Just, it was after the holidays, which is the worst because everyone's already worst. spent all their money. I think it was just, just horrible timing. All of it. Like, we, we had up production because there wasn't enough beer, and then we made so much that it just... It, 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 was, it, it was sitting on it because of how bad it was at that time of the year. So it was just... It was a culmination of both of those things. Do I think that's why we closed? 100%? Not 100%. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that... I think that it's it's because of there's a bubble that's being created with with breweries out in LA, so we're not the first ones to close. Uh, no, and, and no literally, the last. literally today, uh, Rock Bottom in San Diego closed. They've been open for 22 years. They closed today. I don't know if you know that. No, I yeah, no Rock idea. Bottom closed down today. Yes. So well, as, we're, Rock ta- as, as we're talking of breweries closing, Rock Bottom's been open for 22 years and they closed. So why do you think that is? There's a there's already been that bubble in San Diego. Right, right. So many breweries opening, so many breweries closing. There was another one that closed out there that did really good beer. I can't remember the, can't remember the name of them, but they closed down. And then you have McKellar that just closed down in downtown. Yeah, and, well, yeah, but like um, I feel like a lot of it is Barley Forge. That yeah. You have all these guys, all these guys, like that they make good beer. They weren't making bad beer. The, the the crazy thing is, there's a lot of breweries that are making bad beer that are still open. And there's something there's something well. there's something behind that. Right. I think they have a great following. So I think they're in a, I think they're in a good area wherever they are and they have loyalty to their customers. I think that's what that is. Right. When you when you I think it just depends on your location also. That's a huge thing. Our location wasn't the best. Like Gardena it was such a weird spot. Like yeah. I remember like have a parking for one of the events in like a random neighborhood. And like, had I not known state was there, I'd have no idea. Yeah. Like, yeah, we weren't we weren't in the best area for, and we also I think it was the landlord wouldn't let us put up a sign for where we were, like on the building, so people wh- could see where we what? were. Yeah. What? Super weird. Was your landlord kind of a dick or what? Was he like? I mean, it sounds like. Uh, I mean, I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't, that, like, I wasn't in contact with him. Yeah. I mean, I I'd see him every now and then, but I just know that like. He was try- trying to keep it low profile there for some reason. I don't know what kind of so, I don't know what kind of sex rings he had going on there <laughs> or whatever. But <laughs> but no, it was just yeah, it was stuff like that. Like people couldn't really find us for the most part, and we were we weren't in the best neighborhood, but it wasn't too bad. Like I, was well, I walked around was Gardena, just, it wasn't too bad. It's a weird spot. That's, but that's I, I'm like looking back on it, a lot of breweries that have great locations don't necessarily have good beer, right? Which is fine because that's all you need. What do they tell you? Do you ever take real estate? No. Or know anything about real estate? I location, real estate, location, yeah, location. Yeah. So most breweries that have a great location and have mediocre beer will do fine. Most breweries that have good beer and a horrible location, it's up in the air. It really, it really is. Mm-hmm. If you make it inconvenient for me to find you, 
I might not want to go look for it. Yeah, I'm going by the local, know, my local spot. Especially when you got your Yelp and all that. And, like, yeah. and like uh, one of the things I heard a lot of the time, like, I'd be at an event and someone go, oh, stay brewing. Yeah, you guys make great beer. But you're fucking parking. That's what they say, <laughs> dude. I'm like, oh, he's completely right. It's the so little we started, things, dude. dude. We started, dude, we started, like, before we closed. So we started, like, all of us would just park on the street if we were open. All the employees, like, everyone. We'd all park in the street. Even for the people. Yeah, and then the guys across the street from us, they did a, like a lamp. They, they built lamps and stuff like that. And then they bought the building next to them. And so when they were closed at four, they were like, hey, you guys let us use the forklift like, you know, a couple times a week. When we're closed at four, you guys can take all those spots. So this is like four months ago. And we started, so we had like eight spots now compared to when we had like two. Yeah. Which, I mean, we should have probably done this a little bit earlier. <laughs> Not that I think four spots would have saved us. Yeah. I just... I think it was a culmination of all those things. The location wasn't the best, um, and just um, just the bubble that's happening. There's a huge bubble right now that is happening in LA. Oh, it's coming. There's, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, we're not nearly we're not nearly as close to it as San Diego is or was. I think that I think that thing's already burst. Oh, dude, there's already. I mean, but. Rock bottom club, 22 years, dude. Yeah, that's What has been me. open 22 years and it has closed? And recent memory. The one, there's a, <laughs> there was a record shop in Long Beach that closed. It was like, they've been open for fucking ever. But yeah. like, no one that's open that long ever just closes. They only or closed. Or Hollywood. Didn't Amoeba in Hollywood close? I think they, did they? Or did yeah, they relocate? I don't, think, I don't even know anymore. I thought Maybe they, they closed, did. They relocated. Something like that. I don't know. But I know there's, crazy there's, there's, a, there's a record shop in Long Beach that closed and they were super old. They've been there forever. The yeah. OGs. But like something like that, where competition is very close by, people can literally go on their phone, find any brewer they want to go to, and they just spend, like, they drink one pint at your place as opposed to two mm-hmm. or three. And then they just kind of scatter and go wherever, you know, the next new thing is. And, and a lot of that is with social media, having, you have all of the capability to find any kind of beer you want within like a 20 mile radius easily and and because of that if your location isn't super convenient i feel people that's i think that's going to be the next ball that starts rolling of breweries that end up closing is if you're not convenient to find or it, you're, you're one or the other you're either really convenient to find and you make all right beer and possibly have food on the premise or you make you know good beer and you're hard to find, but because the beer is that good, like I'm willing to go for it. Yeah, what's you that know? hype? And I feel like we were like in the middle of that, <laughs> to where like right. our beer was good, but it was like sometimes all right, people. The parking was a huge thing too, um, but I, I don't doubt that um, it was location for sure. Definitely hurt us, mm. and just the timing of everything. So timing. walk us through that day when you find out like it's done, because I remember talking to you about it, and you were saying that like you know. You would expect like a big party, like a big send off or anniversary or whatever, but like it just. Yeah. I mean, did you see it coming? Um, Especially that fast? No, no, actually. I don't want to say I saw it coming. I want to say that. Yeah, the inkling. I maybe? thought us. I thought we'd make it to the anniversary. So I don't want to say I saw it coming, but just like McKellar and just like uh, Rock Bottom, that they cut that day. There was no. Send going, off yeah, there party, was no yeah. going to anything like that. Did I think it was going to go that way? No. I thought we'd be able to make it to the anniversary. And if we made it to the anniversary, that would have, I think, kept us, kept us, uh, uh, kept us above water, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, yeah, I didn't see it happening the way it did. So was it was it one of a thing like, did you get an email, a text? Did you show up to work and all of a sudden? No, we were, all, we were all there for a meeting. Um, and... Oh, so he, he called a meeting and was like... Yeah, called a meeting, and then we were all there. Um, just the Bruce staff. Uh, and we were there. And <laughs> my naive ass was like, all right, I got my notepad out ready for like shit to go down. Like, all right, I'll get ready for what beers we're going to do. And I had everything laid out and all that kind of stuff. And then I just saw everyone's face, and then I was like, oh, all right. This, this, this is going to be it. I kind of just, I kind of just felt it at that moment. I just didn't think it was going to be that day. I right. thought it would have been like, okay, let's, um, let's get to the anniversary, have a big hurrah, and then, all right, cool. But it just, um, yeah, we tried talking about other avenues 
to do something else, but it just wasn't in the cards for it. So, I mean, it's a bummer because Blake's my brother. Like, he, he gave me a, a great opportunity. I'll forever thank him for that. Um, him and Tatiana and his dad and all those guys, they're all great people. Everyone that was, was that had ever worked there or, or, or is still or was working there, all great people. And I take it as a huge experience. Um, just which I, I kind of joke of like I was kind of head brewer like like in formality like I had to be head brewer because there was no other option but I liked that I was because I did learn a lot of stuff and I I learned about you know uh, time management and um, uh, just being very particular uh, of, of how these beers that I want to ferment the way I want them to to get them ready to you know be ready for canning day and stuff right. like that. Stuff I never had to do before. Um, and I always doubted myself <laughs> whenever. So my, all my beers would be early, like a week, because I was like so afraid of it not being ready on time. Yeah. So I started to doubt myself less towards the end of that uh, and just go with my gut most of the time. Um, but I learned so much there, man. Like I, I'm bummed. I know a lot of my friends that, like, that were regulars there are bummed. A lot of my friends back home are bummed. And no one really saw it coming. Yeah, yeah like, like did, I said, like I, I never, I never saw it coming. I always thought it was a possibility, just because I'd seen other breweries drop off like that, and because of how slow things are and all that. Like that's all it takes, really, man. There's a couple slow weekends, super slow distro days, super slow this. Like that's really what all it takes. If you don't have, you know, if you don't have one guy backing everything, which was Blake. Yeah. And he backed it all the way to the end, and I have nothing but respect for the dude takes balls giving, giving takes. me the opportunity like i have nothing but good words for anybody that worked there anything nothing but good words for robert for what he did there to help me kind of like you know give me that avenue to go down in terms of of designing all these recipes and all these cans man like i was i'm super proud of all the beers i put out there oh if i may um, say so i'm gonna blow some smoke up your ass <laughs> just just spread them cheeks prepare for it uh one of my favorite beers that I've had from you guys, so I'll never forget is the name. What is it? Electric Waterfalls. That was a recent one too. <laughs> I love that fucking beer. I like that you like that I one love because, that fucking beer. because that was the app that was where I was gonna take the hazy IPAs in twenty twenty. Was that recipe. Brand new. Yeah. Brand new hops and use a brand new water chemistry that I've never I've never messed with. because um, when it came to the hazies I didn't try to stray away too much because they just worked. Like yeah. everything was really smooth and clean and our hazes didn't taste like anybody else's but this one i changed everything about it and i'm glad you liked that one because that was the that was technically the last one i did yeah. um for that you didn't get to try the anniversary one that i did and i did i think it did wasn't i there for that mm -mm. no so so electric waterfalls was the last hazy ip i did like commercially right. it was available SB 1200 was supposed to be the new one. That was supposed to be the anniversary beer. Oh. And then Funk Juiciest was supposed to be the, uh, the, the Hazy IPA next to that that yeah. I've done with the same water profile as that one. Uh -huh. And then I did um, a pilot batch of uh, a beer also. Um, so we did nice chucks before. You have that? Nah, maybe. Probably. It has like the Chuck Taylor on the side. Oh, can. yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. So I did a version of that beer in a pilot system, but I used rice and lactose, which Nice Chucks doesn't have lactose. I did a rice and lactose version. Actually, no, I'm giving away fucking. No, never, 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 we'll, we'll, never mind. We'll edit that part out. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I'm gonna give that away because I, dude. Okay, let me just tell you what I did. Uh, what I yeah, did yeah, with this yeah, beer for, for the pilot was gonna change the game in hazy IPAs. It tasted like nothing I've ever had, ever mm. hazy IPA wise. Mm. So I'm gonna save the recipe. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's but now, I mean, you know, two of the ingredients: rice and lactose. Can you eat that? That could be for how much? That's fine. Yeah. So, but we were gonna call it nice chunkless. Nice. Yeah. That's so. fucking cool. So, if anybody, yeah, go ahead and take it. Because, <laughs> yeah, you could take it, but I. Yeah, like I, I always enjoyed your <laughs> beers, but uh, when I tried Electric Waterfall, I was like, yep. That was, yeah. That's that was, this is like what I want my hazies to taste like. Because you know, I, I, I talk shit on hazies. I love hazies. I, I enjoy them. You know, they're 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 a fun style. I enjoy, if it's them. Made I, right. I enjoy them from time you to know? time. Yeah. But, uh, I do them for more like research purposes when, when I, I'm drinking them I'm like right. oh I haven't had one like I'll do one with like if I have one at Highland Park or something I'm like alright I'll try it hell yeah or Green Cheek of course or uh, Mumford or um, have you tried, have you tried Mumford's seltzer yet? 
They did one? Yeah. I was with Peter the other day. He didn't tell me that. Of course he didn't tell you that. There's a reason. You hear, you hear me, Mumford, you bastard. All right, now I need to go over there and try it. No, yeah. I, had, I haven't tried anybody's craft seltzer. No. I know Long Beach Beer Lab does one. Oh, they do one too? They do one. I think, who else? Uh, a, uh, I think Noble just started running one. Yeah, um, as far as I know, the only only ones in this area that are doing them is Long Beach Beer Lab that I know. So I'm going to go try that one. It looks it looks like it looks like Gatorade from, from the photo <laughs> I saw. But I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's good. I just... I had the White Claw like not too long ago. And I was like, okay, it's it's all right, but like, I get the premise behind it. Like, but it's, it gets it's, the job it's done, low, Rob. It's, is it low calorie? Is that uh, what it yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, like slow calorie, it's low, and it's like so it's a vodka tonic. Yeah, basically. Beer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> hell yeah, dude. Take a bunch of those it. on your yacht. Shit. Vodka tonic, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could keep your slim figure and still get toasted, I guess. If and it's a slim I can. I think people yeah. have a thing with slim cans. I think yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. It's not even the beer that, or the thing that's inside it. It's so, a vodka tonic for, uh, for, <laughs> for hipsters. <laughs> so, like, uh, I always love kind of, anytime I meet a brewer, like, that's super old school, like Rob from El Segundo. I, I mentioned earlier how I interviewed him for that show that never came out because I fucking erased in the card. But like I remember, yeah. I was like, I was like, "Listen, Rob, hear me out. Just hear me out. Imagine a slice of beautiful like El Segundo pizza from slice of pint next to this glass that's clear, slightly blue, slightly blue color, blue house, blue house seltzer. Come on, Rob." And he like looked at me like, "No." We were never making this up. He, he was shaking his head right there, but don't don't say never. Yeah. Don't yeah. say never, because a lot of brewers have said that they're, we're never going to do this, and they ended up doing it. A lot of brewers said no IPAs, and here we are. Yeah. Look at, <laughs> this is literally where we are because of that. We w- we probably wouldn't be here if, if they didn't say yes to that. 100%. Yeah. Now, and I'm glad they did. They yeah. had to. That's how you That's how you got to think. Like, you gotta Sometimes you got to put that shit aside and be like, all right. Because someone asked me that, too, before we closed. They were like, you guys going to do a seltzer? And I, all of me wanted to say, fuck no, dude. I don't <laughs> want to do that. I know what it takes to make one, but I'm like, no. I mean, like, what's going to differ mine than someone else's, right, you know? Right, right. That's what I was thinking. It wasn't, like, about doing it. It's like, wh- how is mine going to take dis- different than anybody else's? I'm not going to be able to do a white call. Those guys are fucking, they know what they're doing. Yeah. But uh, the other part of me was like, you should probably do one. <laughs> fuck around with that. Yeah. Should fuck probably do one. I could put, could have done one on the pilot system and, and got away with it. And if people liked it, well, and there we go. Who knows? Who knows? They could yeah. still be alive now if I would have just done seltzer. See? <laughs> now we know, folks. Do seltzer if you if you have to. No, I'm just kidding. Now. Do yeah. Do what you want, but also do it. Uh, do it keeps your business going. <laughs> you have to do that. Now. Which I feel like we were doing that too. Yeah. So. But you know. That's yeah, sort that's of part of this story. bubble. Like, this is sort of. There's a lot of breweries opening up now. There's more. Dude, there's one. There's one opening up in Long Beach soon. Another one? Yep. I'm not kidding, dude. This 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 thing is ex, it's expanding. DJ Khaled's official brewery called another one. <laughs> dude, another now, one. Yeah. Before we let you go, okay. uh, this has been such a great interview. One longer one. Yeah, I appreciate um, it. I felt like it was just been rambling, but that's my favorite kind of no, stuff too. This is good stuff, you know. Um, <laughs> Before we let you go, before I let you go, yeah. Um, what is next for you? Like, what 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 is your goal for 2020 besides not catching the coronavirus? Ooh, okay. Which it's coming, by the way. Well, I have a an immaculate immune system, so there's no way it's catching <laughs> me at all. Uh, I never get sick ever, and if I did get sick, oh, it would be fucked. that, and you're it would so just fucked. kill me. You're so fucked. Um, now. now that you said that, you're screwed. 2020. Um, you know, I, I want to read more. I still want to tackle the certified Cicerone thing. Um, I eventually work for a brewery, hopefully within the next month. <laughs> Everyone that's listening, uh, know I, who to contact. Yes, I'm Call available. I'm available. Uh, yeah, just uh, keep learning, keep reading. Um, uh, spend time with family now that I have a little bit of time off. Um, I'm not a rich man, so I'm, I just I've been laying low. But um, yeah, just spend time with family, um, which I didn't get to do a lot of, and try a bunch of beer, obviously, and then hopefully work for somewhere that um, kind of I guess um, enjoys my vision of how I look at beer and and how I like brewing beer and, and the styles that I like and stuff like that. 
uh, and everything like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and uh, I'm tons of fun to hang around with. So <laughs> yeah, he is. anybody's hiring. Uh, <laughs> Call my yeah, boy. I'm super go lucky. Um, and yeah, 2020 is really just yeah trying trying beer. I didn't have plenty this year, and I don't really care. Oh, dude, listen, uh, you was it good? Shit. Was it good? Yeah, Did you have it? Yeah, yeah I, had it t- I was lucky to have it I was twice. next to one of the guys at, at Mohawk, and he's like, yo, it's really good. And I almost wanted to sit the end of his sit, and I was like, nah. It was, it, it's, you know, I... It, there's a, there's supposedly one, some places uh, pouring it on Saturday somewhere, oh, really? I think. I think. I, I got to look at my calendar. Yeah. But I, uh, I, may, I may jump out there. I just, I had it in Toronado last year, uh-huh. and it was good. That's I only, great. And it's... I only waited in line for like 20 minutes. Shit. In Tornado SD. Like, Rob, Rob, get in here. Which just closed down? Dude, I'm telling you, everyone's Dude, closing down. Tornado, yeah, another one. Another one. Dude, everyone uh, is closing down. I, uh, yeah, dude, it's, it's a weird time, man. But, like, the, yeah, for knows? Pliny, I, I went for uh, kind of a low-key a low key little, like, tap it. You know, I love those low-key, like, hey, we're going to tap it on this day. Just show up. Yeah. And then on Sunday, um, I was hanging out with this new girl up and saying, and she, I was like, oh, she's like, hey, let's get some lunch. She's like, great, let's go to this uh, pub in uh, Sierra Madre called, uh, it's a Lucky Baldwin spot. Oh, and yeah. I walked in. It was like, it was, yeah, like afternoon, Sunday, and it was packed. Like packed to the gills. I'm like, what? What the fuck's going on? Like, this place ain't that popular. I went up like, hey, like, oh, and I look at the sign, Pliny. You, like, you forgot it was Pliny Watch. It's Pliny Watch, man. You should have been on the on the Hot Delay yeah, Instagram. See, and I, yeah, I'm with those guys. I didn't even look, but like, I had no idea. And then I remember yeah. looking at the lady, like, well, if you find a spot, and I see this table, like these couple, this elderly couple, just like got up, and I was like, seal that table. Yeah. And so I sat down and yeah, I ended up actually getting a pour of the pour of the younger. Was it I like good? It. I like it. But if I were to be honest here, and this is not a knock on Russian River, I love Russian River. You can't hate on them. They're, they're too good. No, yeah, no, they're great. Yeah. But I just think that there are comparable, if not better, triple IPAs out there now. Probably. Because of the giant bubble that's created. Now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, everyone, so a everyone can do triple IPAs now. They figured out how to get their yeast strong enough to do it and, it, and make it clean. Yeah. Like Vinny's been doing it, and fuck. Yeah. That's so yes, great. They, Don't yes, get me there wrong. is. Oh, Don't yeah. Get me wrong. But they deserve, I, they deserve I think they deserve the, the hype that they get. Absolutely. They've been doing it forever. Uh, they're, they're on top of one of the best breweries in the entire world. So, I, yeah, I think I remember meeting if you feel If you feel like standing in line for it, my power. I don't give people shit for standing in line for it. I'm just saying I won't do it. Yeah, yeah. Someone, if someone hands me a pint of the younger. I'm sure. shaking it. Yeah, but, not but stand in line. No, get up at six cool. in the morning. No, pull out a pull out I, your Howard Blue book and. I appreciate stand. people's uh, enthusiasm and 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 in uh, and just power to yeah. wanting to do something like that because it didn't used to be that way. That makes me happy that the people are still excited about beer. Yeah, people would be outside for like album releases or. Uh, I don't know, whenever Bon Jovi was in town or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, but now I, they're doing it for beer, which is, I mean, you kind of kind of applaud that. It's pretty cool. I remember having to uh, wake up in the morning for, like, a band that was, you know, two ticket master before, you know, the computers and social media took over, you know, ticket sales. I remember having to wait in line to buy my tickets, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind it of, takes a special kind of person and, and dedication. So yeah, I mean, yeah. hey, more power to them. They get the planning before me, so I don't get I don't get until <laughs> next year or maybe on Saturday, whatever it's going to be poured out to. Next Saturday. What's the place called again? I think Saturday? it's. Oh shit! I gotta look at my phone. I don't even know what it is. I gotta look, go to Hopped LA. <laughs> that's what, that's what they posted. It. Yeah, make like, sure to go to Hopped LA for all the beer news. Yeah, they have all the Pliny, They have Pliny Watch going. Pliny Watch 2020. It's uh, Lucky Baldwin's. Yeah, Lucky oh, Baldwin's. The tra- the tra- Wait, is that this? Trappist or something? Trappist. Yeah. yeah, Trappist. Yeah, that's where it's at. Is that that's the, the one? That's the last one. Final pour. <sighs> Lucky Baldwin Trappist this Saturday, three seven. Doors open at 8 a.m. <laughs> Tickets at 11. Taps Ooh. at 1. Damn. All right. Damn. So you got to be there early. early. But, you know. Whew. You got some connections, I'm sure. Me? You'll, be to, you'll be able to come in. Uh, uh, what am I doing this Saturday? Oh, no. I'm doing a family thing this Saturday. Uh, so I won't be able to make it. Unless I... Nah, I won't make it. Oh, no, I'll be doing. I'm, I'm my uh, my mom and my uh, aunt are making pupusas, so I gotta oh, go. Yeah, you're, not, you're not skipping. I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna eat ten of them. 
Yeah, they're the best. Well, Rob, man, this has been a fantastic interview. Yes, Thank did, you did we so go over time? Much. Oh, we went completely <laughs> over Way time. Over. But that's Hell yeah. who gives a shit. You know? Awesome. No, um, I loved it. Thanks for having me, man. Of course, man. I hope to have you again when uh, you, when I get, you a get a job. A new spot. When you get a new spot. <laughs> and we can talk to you. Yeah, we'll do, we'll, do, we'll do part two when I get a job. Part two, the sequel. <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Hell yeah. Um, Again, Rob, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, make sure buddy. to uh, thank you again to the fourth horseman here in Long Beach. Yes. Um, Matt and Ryan are the best. They have and their pizza's bomb. If you haven't been, come here. And they have Miller highlights oh, on tap. Tap, son. Drink that shit. Again, Rob, thank you so much. Thank uh, you. Check us out on Hopped LA. Uh, subscribe on Google and, and Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. Leave us a nice five-star review especially for this interview like let's let's get this interview going i want this to go fucking viral all right and follow javi brews also on instagram oh, don't, forget, don't forget to plug yourself there you gotta you plug go. yourself I'm terrible at that. and then you gotta yeah. plug me in there connect and with rob yeah, yeah also connect with rob it's on the instagram story you'll see it hell yeah yes. make sure to tell your friends <laughs> all right all right thanks javi <laughs> all right thanks brother cheers cheers And that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That's a wrap on this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, once again, guys, if you're gonna be, if you're able to afford the small luxury of craft beer, make sure to get independent. A lot of these breweries have delivery services, and you can order stuff online, even ship to your doorstep, folks. How can you beat that? You can't. So make sure to support your local brewers. Uh, check out El Segundo through their website, through their Instagram. Uh, they have so much good beer that they're willing to sell you so go get it get all these beers folks stay hydrated wash your hands don't touch your face and give your dogs all of your love because let's face it folks they're the real winners in all this uh so from all of us here at hopped la thank you very much for tuning in until next week my friends uh, cheers <laughs>